Welcome to Lafayette Leadership Lessons. My name is John Nugent, and I'm a graduate of Leadership Lafayette Class 35. Welcome to our brand new podcast. The Leadership Institute of Acadiana presents Lafayette Leadership Lessons. Here, we delve into the world of exemplary leadership through the lens of Leadership Lafayette graduates. Our podcast will take you into the hearts and minds of people that have honed their skills through community leadership and civic engagement. Join us as we uncover the empowering experiences that inspired their stories of personal growth and professional development. Through in-depth interviews, we unlock the secrets behind their impactful journeys. If you're seeking to build your leadership skills, gain fresh perspective on community involvement, and be activated by the power of convening together, tune in to Lafayette Leadership Lessons. Welcome to our first episode of Lafayette Leadership Lessons. Our first guest is Rob Guidry. Rob Guidry enjoyed a 35-year career with the Greater Lafayette Chamber of Commerce. His award-winning career began as Manager of Community Development and concluded as the longest-serving President and CEO with 25 years in that position. Rob was a co-founder of Leadership Lafayette and served as its executive director for nearly 30 years. He helped establish multiple leadership programs throughout the region. Rob is also a co-developer of Leadership Louisiana and graduated in that program's third class. Rob worked in broadcast journalism when he moved to Lafayette from Baton Rouge, serving as news director for KVOL and KXKW Radio. He served on numerous boards and commissions throughout the community, and he is both a Navy veteran and an LSU graduate. We hope you enjoy our first episode of Lafayette Leadership Lessons with Rob Gidry. So this is John Nugent, Katrina King, and Mr. Rob Gidry here. We are with Lafayette Leadership Lessons. So, Mr. Rob, you were telling us about some of your experiences with the chamber and how you kind of you came up. Can you share with us again? Well, initially, Cherry Fisher May and her husband, Steve May, who were publishing the Times of Acadiana here in Lafayette, they moved up to Shreveport to open up similar operation up there, similar publication called Upstate. And when they moved back to Lafayette, they brought the idea and the concept that they were very impressed with up in Shreveport, leadership Shreveport. And they approached the Chamber of Commerce with this exciting idea and talked to our chairman at the time, Phyllis Mutaw, who um, uh, liked the concept and uh, brought it to my predecessor. And they decided that we needed to investigate and ascertain what the excitement was all about. So we leadership Baton Rouge, which was one year into its initial foray into the leadership program. Uh, Don Bakke, who was a former chairman of the chamber, uh, was asked to be the top volunteer. And I volunteered as a staff person to lend the chamber's resources to the effort. Uh, when we went to Baton Rouge, we found out how their program was fashioned. And uh, we really saw the excitement and the potential 
that they were talking about in leadership Baton Rouge. So we went to the chamber board, explained to them what uh, was on the table, what we thought the possibilities could be with a local leadership Lafayette program. The chamber board at that time uh, bought into the idea. They seemed to be excited, although the board didn't really know what it was getting into. Uh, they said, let's, let's sponsor Leadership Lafayette and be the lead organization. And so that's really how it got started uh, with Don Bakke and myself with the Chamber of Commerce board supporting it. At the time, you were president of the, the chamber, is that correct? No, I was a staff person at that particular time. I was manager of community development. And um, I might say at this point that while the chamber sponsored leadership Shreveport and leadership Baton Rouge and now leadership Lafayette, it is not that way all across the country. In some cases, uh, the junior league sponsors their local leadership program. In some cases, the university in that community would sponsor the program or a collaborative effort. But uh, here in Lafayette, the chamber really got behind it. And um, uh, we were excited to go that route. We felt like we were Christopher Columbus because we really didn't know what we were going to find and what was going to happen and how the community was going to react to what we proposed. You know, and that was one of the a follow-up question that we have a little bit later. And so since you mentioned that, let's go ahead and speak about that now. What, how, what was the community response like? Well, we, we spent probably a little bit more money with than we should have with the promotional material. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we went to a national convention a couple of years later, uh, there was an award ceremony, and part of that award ceremony was uh, promotional material. And they announced that Leadership Lafayette won first place with his promotional material. And I didn't really blink because I thought they were talking about Leadership Lafayette, Indiana, <laughs> because Indiana was the birthplace and the hotbed of local leadership programs at the time, back in those days. But it was us. And so um, uh, that really let us know that we were on the right foot. We also went for some seed money to the Hyman Foundation, right, uh, initially as we were putting it together. Uh, Herbert Hyman said, I will sponsor some startup money, some seed money for a leadership program not only for one year, not only for two years, but Mr. Hyman says for three years, I will provide seed money to get, get it started. And so that was very exciting. Now, it also happened that the National Leadership Programs Board put on a seminar, a two-day seminar, on how to develop a local leadership program in a month. <laughs> so Don Bakke and I went up to Indianapolis and um, participated in that seminar. And we heard about how to choose your participants, what type of curriculum you should have, um, tuition cost, uh, your initial board of directors for your leadership program, and from that, we walked to the airport. We got to the airport, sat in the waiting room to return to Lafayette, laid out all the materials on the floor of the airport waiting area, 
and fashion leadership Lafayette right there. We decided who we would ask to be on the board of directors. We decided how many people should be in the class. We decided how we should uh, uh, be compensated, how the tuition fee should be structured, who could be the instructors, and those types of things right there on the floor. So when we came back uh, to Lafayette, we brought it to the chamber board and they said, go for it. And they bought everything that we proposed. And uh, I'm happy to say that when we started to announce the opening of the program and we were recruiting people to join in, it immediately drew in the caliber of people that we were hoping that it would attract. And we had maybe 40 people that applied the first year and we selected 25. And that's what has been our standard for the course of the next several years, uh, 25 people, because it's a manageable group and it's a group that would be able to be small enough to network like we would hope it would be. So we touched all of the bases. Uh, we hit some home runs. We put together an outstanding board of directors, people that were very high profile in the community, which added to the allure of, of people wanting to get in to, to the program. And the people that did get selected in that first year um, were people that others recognized. And if they wanted to be in it and were in it, I certainly want to follow them in and do that type of thing. Right. Thank you for sharing. What importance do you think it, it made for the chamber to be involved with Leadership Lafayette? That's a very good question. As the community became more complex and demanding and continued to grow, uh, we were seeing a lot of the same people on multiple boards and, and foundations and uh, volunteer roles in the community. And we felt that we needed a new cadre of people who were who had demonstrated some capacity and propensity for leadership that we thought would be a good new generation of, of leaders. That in fact is, 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 is the reason we wanted some new blood, new ideas, new energy to, uh, to work with the existing leaders. So uh, that turned out to be the thing that really kept the momentum going because the people who graduated from Leadership Lafayette took leadership roles across the community. Yeah, that's really great. And I'm glad you mentioned that too. So moving forward, um, now it has been in service since 1987. We are going into class 37 next year in 2024. Yay! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we are here today also with the executive director of Leadership Institute of Acadiana. Katrina King. And so Katrina, would you mind sharing with Rob one of their goals, their purposes for Leadership Lafayette, in his words, was to build a new cadre of emerging leaders, get some new blood in there. So can you share with him on what that impact has been over these years? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I've been in this role for about two years now, so I can only look back so far. Sure. But um, in my digging around of looking at historic information, um, I've been able to track a little bit 
some of those early class members where they might have been back then, where they are now, um, what they've done along the way and how impactful it has been. I mean, we've had people run for office after coming through the program um, at both the local and the, the state level. We've had um, people step into new leadership roles at their company, in the community, in board service, and all other ways. And I think it, it really is impactful to people's lives, um, not only their own, but the community as well. So it, it's very interesting to see that over the last 37 years that these changes have been made and they're still happening. We're still taking in these new and emerging leaders that um, want, want to take the next step. And so they use Leadership Lafayette as part of that process for developing skills that maybe they wouldn't have had, meeting people, um, being exposed to the community in ways that they might never have imagined. Yeah, I, um, I would put the results of Leadership Lafayette up against the results of any leadership program in the country in terms of what people have done once they have graduated. And, and like you mentioned, uh, people have run for office on the local level and the state level. Some won, some didn't win, but they put their name out there in, in the public. Um, we have, you know, Walter Como was the parish president at one time and Walter called me into his office when we were kicking off the leadership program and said, Rob, as you well know, we're not just professions in the volunteer boards and commissions, the airport commission, the library board, and those types of things. And also people who take leadership roles behind the scenes. They don't necessarily have to be the president of this or the vice president of that. They can be the one behind the scenes, pushing other people forward, giving those people uh, ideas to pursue and those types of things. Are you finding that that's happening as well? I'm so glad that you said that because there are people that come into our program not thinking that they're the right fit or they don't think that they can be like these other people that they've seen come out of the program. But really, it is all about them, too, that they just need that extra push to, to guide them in whatever direction makes sense for them at the time. So absolutely, we're looking for leaders at all levels. And I always like to say that anybody can lead, be a leader. They just need to have the willingness to do so. And so we, we find that the Leadership Lafayette program helps equip people with tools that maybe they haven't thought about, ways to interact that they haven't considered before. And really, those behind the scenes people are making an incredible impact too and fly under the radar, like you say. You know, you mentioned the tools. Um, the, the program has a variety of components, as we all know. There are lectures, there are group discussions, there are field trips, there's simulations. You know, you simulate a courtroom situation and um, people learn from one another. And the idea of the networking is hugely important because you want the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker in the class. You want the cleric, you want the housewife, um, you want someone from the nonprofit organizations, you want the bank guy, you want the attorneys. And so that mix is, we mentioned 25 people, is a good size to network. You want those people to get to know one another. Most of them had no clue who the other people in the class would be or are. And so uh, if somebody in the class would want, uh, say they take a leadership role in whatever, 
and they need a CPA to help them out in the, in a, in the real world, there would be a CPA in their class. So they can go to that person who, who, that they've developed a relationship with and that CPA could help that nonprofit, if you will. And so those types of networking, which I'm sure you see today, is, uh, is key and it elevates everybody in all of the discussions going forward. You know, each of you mentioned the importance of being able to equip our leaders with the tools that they need. Um, Katrina, can you share with us some of how the programming is running now for Leadership Lafayette? And then Rob, after that, would you mind comparing how that has changed from when you began? So it looks like a year of different program days. We, of course, start with a couple hour long orientation and we have a two day opening retreat where people really get to know each other. It's off site out of Acadiana where we, we do that real intentional foundation laying for the group. But after that, we hit go on the traditional program days. Um, we have a variety of what they look like local government day, we have a state government day that we go to the Capitol, usually healthcare, education, community needs, uh, arts and culture, quality of life days. Those are kind of the spaces that we operate in. And those days are programmed um, with people that are doing the work, uh, boots on the ground people, um, experts in the field. Oh, I forgot economics day, that one's important. Um, so we bring in those people at different levels. So we've got the professors with PhDs, we've got the people working in economic development, we've got the people in the community that are being impacted by these things. And so the program days share the state of Lafayette, essentially, the state of Acadiana on these issues. Um, sometimes they're good. Um, we want to celebrate those things. Sometimes they're not so great and we have work to do. And so we expose everybody to a standard set of information and through their lived experience and professional experience, they're perceiving it differently and sharing in conversations about those things. So that, that's kind of what it looks like now. I will say that our class number is around 35 now. My so we've increased a bit, My um, goodness. but I'll, I'll leave you with that. You know, you're talking about uh, the tools and that sort of thing. I, I think it's important to realize that we are not presenting in the Institute or Old Leadership Lafayette, a glorified high school civics class. We talk about real issues, real challenges, what's good about Lafayette and what is not so good about Lafayette. And we want real tears. We want real confrontation in the program. We want somebody who lives on this side of town to stand up and say, this is what's going on in my community and somebody on the other end of town goes, I didn't know that, you know? And so they, they uh, those types of things are invaluable. And you can't put that in a textbook. You just have to um, be willing to be honest and open and, and confront other people, challenge people. And there have been tears and anger at times in a program. And again, that gives it life and makes it robust. Yeah, I'm glad to say that those things do continue year over year I've seen since I went through class 34 and in class 35 and 36, that there are those days that are just going to strike chords with people and get real vulnerable. And that's where the, the class grows closer together as a unit. You know, I remember one, one guy who was a minority, a uh, very intelligent guy. He rose up to be head of the state department of labor after he got out of the program. Um, but he never said a word 
to anybody throughout three quarters of the program, three quarters of the program year. And all of a sudden, one day, he just let it out. And people were looking at him and said, keep talking, John, keep talking, John, let it out. And, and it, it was marvelous to see this guy finally felt comfortable enough to assert himself. And uh, he, he was, he's a terrific guy, very, very intelligent, but it took somebody to light that spark underneath him. You know, if I could only hear the words, keep talking, John, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen to you? Never does. You know, Miss Rob, you um, mentioned that you would put up the Leadership Lafayette program against any program in the country. What makes Leadership Lafayette so special? I think it's the community and the background from everybody that, that comes into the program. Uh, I think they also, when they apply, have heard about the what's expected of them. And we put, as Katrina said, quality people in front of them to run those particular sessions. And we found out that the people were very, very eager. We didn't have to beg anybody to be a presenter or to uh, invite them to their place of business or whatever, they jumped all over it. It was a total community buy-in. And I will harken back to one particular year when the chairman of the board of the chamber, the president of the Lafayette City Council, the president of the Lafayette Parish School Board, all came out of the same leadership class. Wow, that's incredible. And when people see that, and we published that type of information so that more and more people would say, well, maybe this is worthwhile. Maybe this is, you know, worth my time and the tuition that I have to pay. And, uh, you know, we, we've had, you mentioned state government elected officials and local city council members, not just in Lafayette, but the smaller communities as well. But we've had a U.S. congressman, uh, Dr. Charles Bustani, come, come through the program as well. Those three people that I mentioned were not in those leadership roles before they were in leadership Lafayette. And that's another thing that, that I'd like to emphasize is that just because somebody is the chief of police, he wasn't chosen for leadership Lafayette because he was the chief of police. He was just a little rank and file cop, if you will, and ended up being the chief of police. And it's because of the tools, as Katrina mentioned, that that occurred. That's great. Thank you for um, sharing all of this wisdom um, that you've gained from, you know, starting out this program from others that y'all seen around the state. You know, when I think about um, the work that must have gone into it, when I think about um, the sleepless night, all of the different conversations that needed to be had, you know, I want to make sure that we salute you and honor you for that um, energy that you put because you just mentioned it, the rich heritage that it has gone through. I have personal experience with that. You know, I am one of those who did not think that he would ever get chosen with his application. And when I got that phone call, it was it, what it did for me. It gave me this sense that, OK, I do belong. No matter what has happened in my life, no matter what is going on, no matter where I am now, I do belong. And, and so thank you for that, because you provided that your team that you worked with, y'all provided that space for me to come 
35 years later mm -hmm. and experience. Thanks so much for joining us for our first episode of Lafayette Leadership Lessons. Join us again next time as we talk more with Rob Guidry about continuing this legacy of leadership on into the next generation. We hope to see you back here. And finally, one last message from our executive director. Hey there, this is Katrina King, the executive director of the Leadership Institute of Acadiana. You're joining us for Lafayette Leadership Lessons. Whether you're an emerging professional or seasoned exec, Leadership Institute of Acadiana provides ready access to the relationships, tools, and resources needed to activate your full potential as a local leader. 